Hi, and welcome to Pass the Golden Popcorn, an MTV movie and TV awards podcast where we look at the many films nominated for the many categories of the MTV Movie Awards and go and go through them year by year and try and figure out who really should have won. I'm Kenny Sage, a foremost movie expert. And I'm Ben Grigg, a foremost kissing expert. And today, we're doing something a little different, a little special. It's, you see, we we have now covered every current Best ki- Kiss film and every current Best Kiss TV show year by year. So now we come to the last thing we have to do, which is decide which of these, yeah, which of these movie kisses are the greatest of all time to, to be up there with Cruel Intentions, the legendary lip lock, official legendary lip lock of the MTV Movie Awards. It's going to be a wild episode, and uh, I don't know how to transition into Ben. Uh, hey, how's it going? Oh, doing really well. Yeah, so, like, I essentially, um, I went through all of my notepads and then listened to, like, our own podcast to sort of fill in the gap of, like, every single year and what I gave, like, the best kiss. Um, and like Listen to our podcast? Wow. Uh, yeah, back, back when I used to give my list from the from the top to bottom for like four episodes straight. <laughs> yeah, as I kept going, uh, just... uh, But yeah, um, and just, and like, um, looking back on it, I feel, I didn't go look at it every single kiss. I think I looked over the important ones um, that I had like not clear feelings about, especially early on. Um, and I've sort I've sort of compiled like my top contenders as well as like um, as well as like uh, opinions that I've changed um, going forward and like what I think to be is like the best pest kiss and like some like honorable mentions or like what this kiss is the best at you know oh interesting yeah like I, yeah like I think like really early on I think something I was like I don't know why I put the the naked gun kiss above the Bugsy kiss. Um, maybe I was an immature man back then, I guess. Uh, where like a goofy kiss, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't see the the subtlety and nuance in a in a purely silhouetted kiss and how sort of beautiful that was. Yeah, I think um, Bugsy, you were just bored. Was kind yeah. of you're like, I don't, but yeah, but like the kiss itself, though. Um, yeah. like it's a, I looked it up on YouTube and I think I, I pretty much did that. If I couldn't remember the kiss or if I didn't have any strong feelings about it, I would like, I looked it up on YouTube and just watched it. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I still think it might be because for, for those who aren't, um, longtime fans, um, my, my 1992 list was like, it was Cape Fear at the bottom and then Bugsy, Naked Gun, My Girl, and then Adam's Family. Um. And like I, th- if I, j- I think I, looking back in it now, I would probably switch out the naked gun for the Bugsy one. Um, I think okay. I'd swap those two. <laughs> but I, I looked up the Adams Family kiss again and the My Girl kiss, and I think those ones stand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh man, if you've like switched your winner out to like Adams Family, we're in trouble. But <laughs> yeah, no, or from. <laughs> The whole premise of this is we're better at picking who should win than, like, the voting public, the Academy. <laughs> if we second-guess ourselves. That's... Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think just my my, my palette for, for movie kisses has definitely um, expanded. It's gained more breadth, you know? 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And I just sort of went through, I think I went through my list, like all of my lists. And I think I, I, I pretty much wrote something down about every year, you know, um, and just kind of like, like uh, for like 1993, I think I was like, I remember the least from this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, just like I tried to like write like uh, for like 2003, I think I wrote Gangs of New York sticks out like such a Thor sore thumb among these movies. <laughs> Um, that for those who don't remember, that's the year with Punch Drunk Love, Spider Man, a Drumline, and Daredevil, and then Gangs of New York is just in there as this like, m- like almost three hour long like w- weird historical piece. Yeah, I mean Punch Drunk Love also kind of a weird one for that group, but yeah, Gangs of New York. We'll we'll see how we'll see if it stands in more when it's oh goes up once again against spider-man and daredevil in best villain <laughs> along um, with austin powers and gold member and the <laughs> ring <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> uh, the real villain of gangs in new york a changing country um <laughs> <laughs> listeners this episode is definitely going to be a little more loose there's not going to be a huge amount of structure we're going to kind of be bouncing between uh things um and then hopefully by the end though we come to both of our determinations of like what we truly think is the best kiss to beat all kisses yeah and who knows maybe this will wind up being a throwback to the days where our episodes were like an hour long (laughs) exactly there might not be um might not be the longest well, things ever. But yeah, um... Watch this be, like, three hours now. Just as like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We'll just keep on talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, our, I guess I'll pass it off to you. Is there any sort of... Did you... What, what was your prep for, for this one? If, if, if you had time. Or just things that you thought about that this episode... Like, this recording this episode for. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I didn't do as extensive prep work. Uh, someone was, like, a bit busier and has like other stuff going on but yeah uh, i kind of just uh, had in my idea of what this could be um for yeah again for those who you know maybe didn't listen to our last episode where i kind of gave the context for why we're we're doing this in 2020 um there was an mtv movie and tv awards due to some kind of pandemic y'all hear about this um (laughs) <laughs> and yeah what they did instead was they had they had kind of Vanessa Hudgens host the special the greatest of all time and then the idea of the greatest of all time was it was kind of like a clip show so they went through um several different categories and name and name them they're all hold on it's trying to yeah Oh, I might have to actually just Google what the different greatest of all all time stuff was now because it doesn't seem to have its own Wikipedia page. But yeah, basically they went through all all the stuff and said, okay, the yeah, this is the goat. This is like, yeah. Um. Wait, what? Maybe this one's even weirder than I thought, because the very first thing they say for a goat was Footloose got one for the dance your ass off, and that wasn't even eligible for any MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> they, they're not as stringent to the rules as we are, I guess. 
Okay. Yeah, so it's... Okay, so it's like a bunch of different stuff. Not all of them, which I think can actually be applied to MTV categories, but I think if this goes well, we can just kind of do the same the same thing each time, even if there wasn't. But yeah, they had the greatest of all time. Dan yeah, dance your a ass off. Um, comedy giant, the dynamic duo. That one at least can tie on, on to something. In a scream queen. Again, gave it to Jamie Lee Curtis, which this is like applicable, but I know this is even weirder now that I know that it wasn't all just like MTV Movie Awards stuff. Um, Legendary Lip Lock, which is what we're kind of covering here. The Heartbreaking Breakup. Zero to Hero, which is because William Zabka was the bad guy in Karate Kid and now is like the protagonist of Cobra Kai. <laughs> The greatest of all time, Shiro, and then Hero for the Ages, which they gave to the late Chadwick Boseman. Um, That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So basically, these categories, and it's kind of a retrospective. And I don't know I'm like, oh, that'd be a fun way to kind of just wrap it up. Say, well, okay, who do we really think is the greatest of all time? Because if you've listened to our episode on Cruel Intentions, um, which I'm sorry, because that's probably our more, most somber episode, because we have to talk, have to figure out how to talk about Voice Don't Cry for half an hour, but, um, yeah, we, but neither of us wound up giving Best Kiss to Cruel Intentions that year, um, but the thing about Cruel Intentions, and I have, like, rewatched that kiss, I think it's, like, a very good kiss, and I, I think it's deserving of Legendary Lip Lock, you know, the official MTV thing that we don't have to... Uh, you know, we don't have to try and overthrow it there, you know, especially that it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a queer kiss, um, that w was meaningful to a lot of, a lot of people, and kind of deserves to stand, but sort of my proposal for, for this, and what I kind of pitched to, to Ben, was that we sort of expand it, if we will, that in addition to this one, which neither of us thought was, like, the best kiss of its year but yeah you know still very good but we'd each kind of come up and sort of pick our own sort of top kisses and just kind of you know talk about them make the case for why we picked them maybe there's some overlap between them if there is that's fine um and then uh what did I tell you, Ben? Like about five? Like yeah, five I, 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 I kind of yeah, I kind of to pick my top five contenders, you know, and then we could each you know personally decide who gets um our each our individual golden kernel kiss, you know, um, golden popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the kind of legendary lip locks of our heart. Yeah, we'll each kind of like pick one, but we'll select, but but. No matter what, the the five we've each kind of selected go in go in with cruel intentions and form kind of the canon. Yeah, basically, we, <laughs> we are making the canon of the best MTV Movie Award kisses. Um, yeah, the the never miss these kisses. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're gonna watch any, if you're gonna get any kisses out of all these, we sift through all of this so we could we could pick the the cream of the crop corn for you. Um, yeah. And then we'll probably talk about the stuff as well. Like, again, I know you have, like, some runner-ups. We can look back on our first 30 episodes or so and kind of look look ahead. And, yeah, just hopefully it'll be a fun little wrap-up for Best Kiss. 
Yeah, sort of retrospective, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I'm going to propose is we kind of build, build up. So, in, so you know, we always start with the winner, but here I'm going to say that we kind of take turns. So you can go and say what your, you know, number five, if you will, will are, and then I'll do my number five, and we'll kind of build up all the way to our number ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I think I wrote out, like, I had, like, my top contenders. And I do, I think before I start, I do want to make a correction to the record, you know. I think um, I was very irresponsible. I think I way overhyped the Venom kiss um, in my last <laughs> episode. But I definitely have it in my top contenders. And then when I watched it again on YouTube, I was like, ah, man, this wasn't as cool as I remember. Um, so that one is definitely an honorable mention for me, but it is not near these top contenders. And I want to rectify for the last episode. I don't know if it changes its placement as number one, cause I still really like it. Uh, but I definitely oversold it. Um, uh, I just wanted to make that correction in this last kiss episode. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say out of my top five, I want to say, and I, I kind of, um, you don't have to do this, but I think I created like a little title for each of these um of like this is like the most blank or like this is the the best at blank um so i think at my number five spot i think i have the never um never been kissed uh kiss um and it gets the the ben Gregg certified the most people clapping award um and it's also just like a really i watched it again today it is like such an uplisting lovely um like hallmark ass scene that i i adore um I, and i'm pretty sure this was the year with cruel intentions if i'm not mistaken um never yeah. been kissed yeah it, it is that year yeah. 2000 yeah and yeah, yeah that's the one we both said was like better yeah it, it is it's so it's so hype it's so ridiculous it has and like I, I don't know why um but ever since speed there's just been this weird undercurrent of it, it sort of being awesome when like people are clapping to somebody kiss um <laughs> and i i think this one definitely takes the cake in both being my fifth favorite kiss and I think empirically the one with the most people clapping for it in universe. Um, and that I, I think that would be sort of my top five for that spot. Um, it's also just like a very sweet, sweet movie. And it and Cruel Intentions sort of have this um have this sort of like sister relationship of both being parodied in not another teen movie. Um, yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. No, yeah, no. That's that's good. It's a very worthy candidate, I think. Um, yeah, for for my uh, my number five, if you will, I think the one I'm gonna have have to go with here is High School Musical three senior year. This was this was one where I think similar to the, like when Ben kind of overhyped Venom, I think. Because part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was because I felt High School Musical 3 didn't get its due for Best Kiss. There was a point where as we were approaching, I'm like, man, am I just going to be, like, overhyping this and then it's not as good as I remember? But, you know what, I watched that kiss, I'm like, no, 
this is great. This, this is as good as I remember. I love the High School Musical franchise. I think Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens just have incredible chemistry, and the relationship between them in 3 is really sweet. And it's like, it is a movie that is kind of having to convince the audience that, no, this isn't just kind of this high school romance. These kids can go the distance. And I think it really does, like, pull it off well. And the kiss is kind of what helps to sort of sell you on that, where you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be okay. So, yeah. And that's going to be my my b big one. You know, you know, the one where I'm like, ah, uh, Oh, Twilight beat this? That feels like too far. And, you know, the Twilight franchise has a lot of great kisses in it. I know this now. But I think, yeah, High School Musical 3 still still holds a kind of special place for me. And even though it's definitely not like the best kiss we've covered, I think for me it definitely deserves kind of a spot in its little canon. And Yeah. Um... Yeah, I uh, spoilers for the rest of my list. I don't think Twilight's on there at all, um, despite its its dominant force during its um, four year run, and then our um, our host episode. Um, yeah, I, I also don't have a Twilight <laughs> on there. It, yeah, it's like, it can it can be like an honorary like yeah like good most most wins like from the Academy, and um, I don't know from us, but possibly just from us by virtue of it showing up multiple yeah. times. Um, because I don't think Harry Potter won multiple times for us, or even... I feel, yeah. With the exception of, like, the first Twilight episode, where I believe we both went with High School Musical, I think at least one of us gives a Twilight film be best kiss every, like, in every episode since, with Breaking Dawn Part 1, I think, being the one where both of us did it together. But, but then otherwise, it was, like, me going, oh, yeah, New, New Moon's great, or you going, oh, yeah, the Eclipse, oh, wait, Maybe we both gave it to Eclipse too, and then, but and then you're like, yeah, Breaking Dawn Part Two. I'm like, no, just <laughs> <laughs> well, not no, but I just was too into my across the universe. No, fair, no, fair, absolutely fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, the, the non-canon host episode. <laughs> yeah, we, none of those films qualify, by the way. So I hope you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I knew this was a a purely MTV list. I don't even know if. if Maybe across the universe might, um, but even that, I don't know if it would if it would crack my top five. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I guess to to move on to uh, my number four, um, this one I I want to say when you go for like a um, a non romantic um, and and and. Um, almost non-sexual kiss you are playing a hard game um you have a lot of like you are doing an uphill battle to make this kiss really interesting and i think the species kiss turn kill um is like one of the best examples of this like totally paying off um i think this is one of our the most interesting kisses um I think I feel the way about this kiss. I think I, I genuinely feel the way about this kiss, the way I thought I felt about the Venom kiss. Um, like, it is, it is, I, th it is like one of, I think it is one of the only kisses that transitions into an immediate death. And it definitely qualifies as the official Ben Gregg um, most unsettling kiss. Um, 
that is non-disqualified. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. And then also just this, this movie is also really interesting too. Like that's also a nice little bonus that this isn't like a, a, like um, a really good kiss sort of hidden in sort of a mediocre movie that, that sometimes appears on this list. Um, but yeah, no, the species, I just want to give props to kisses that um, try to be unconventional, I guess. Wow. Well, you have some great pulls here. There's some, I definitely have a lot of the species where I'm like, hmm, should I have that one? I'm like, ah, oh, nah, but I'm glad it's on there. Glad I made the cut, the kind of burst through the, burst through the head and into our hearts. <laughs> Just, um... <laughs> yeah, and then for my number four, yeah, gonna turn to, yeah. White Men Can't Jump, Woody Harrelson and Rosie Perez. Uh, Woody Harrelson, there was something a period in the 90s where he just kept watching Woody Harrelson films, and I feel it gave me, like, a really good appreciation for him as, like, a presence, because it's, it's, like, three fairly different performances, and th- this was the first, and, like, just kind of going going for that, like, I think he and Rosie Perez, they just... This really impeccable chemistry, and whenever they're like together, it's it's like hot, and they're making out, and even though the relationship doesn't kind of last, and they both sort of break, and it kind of ends with her just having enough of him and leaving, like, which also I think is like a good point in its favor too. But like, I think this is what Matilda said: "Hey, great, a movie can have a great kiss from a couple that also kind of goes their own separate ways at the end." and I think that helped white men can't jump sort of stand apart at at the time as something that's like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a movie where they don't end up together, but they're both still alive at the end to go on to like own it, adventures and stuff. And yeah, just some very sizz, sizzling chemistry. And I wanted to make sure Woody Harrelson was kind of represented somewhere on the list because, uh, yeah, do you think his like kisses are all like, really yeah really good like, yeah he's, he's someone who definitely like he he had a huge he was he was like super present early on um as much as you know we called him a white fool um he's definitely like he always brings like a really like a pretty good kiss to the table i didn't rewatch this kiss and i i am noticing i do have it i think at the bottom of my of my 1993 list um yeah i think i disqualified league of its own um so i think it is above that one but i might have to go back and watch it um yeah yeah I, i'm trying to remember because i'm like wait i'm like maybe that wasn't my winner for 93 and i've just kind of bro- broken the game because now i'm looking I'm like oh maybe i won with batman or dracula like yeah i know i know dracula is my top one for that year but like it, you know it was early on you know our our palettes change a little bit you know, um, you know, we we, yeah. we we start to we start to appreciate ones that um, you know things that you know maybe not stood out as much when you've only seen four years of kisses, but stand out a lot more when you've seen over twenty years or around twenty years of kisses. Yeah, and look, like kind of Rose Woody Harrelson, like Rosie Perez, you know, kind of did there, you know, just regular sweet, sweet passionate kisses there, like in a walk so that Woody Harrelson like smearing the lipstick could run for like indecent proposal year or 
or like their big kiss on the bridge for natural born killers. Maybe they were covered in blood. Maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it wouldn't be like kind of an episode there without some kind of just under you know underdog pick sweeping in. So yeah, of course. Um, yeah, um, I think my next kiss. Um, I would have to give it. Um, so uh, again, as, um, as I said, with my first fifth pick, we have noticed a theme of, uh, people applauding kisses. Um, and another theme, another kind of kiss that we saw repeated was the rain kiss. And I would be remiss if I didn't give it to what I think is one of the best rain kisses on this list. And that being the castaway kiss. Um, that gets the Ben Gregg Stamp of Approval Award, two thumbs up, uh, best rain kiss, um, and also my third favorite kiss overall. Um, like, Castaway was not what I expected as a movie in, like, a really good way. Um, it's just such a... <laughs> A bizarre movie despite it having like a lot of like mainstream popularity um and it sort of ends with this like beautiful rain kiss and i think we mentioned in almost every episode we have it but we don't we don't want to undervalue the appreciation and hard work that goes into getting a rain kiss um and in this one it it paid off like amazingly um yeah, and uh, hopefully, you know, um, oh, sorry, I forgot what I was going to, I don't think I had anything to say there, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, no, great rain kiss. Wow, is this the only rain kiss on your list? I, yep, it is the only rain kiss on my list, uh, but it wow. is the best one. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, just to be curious about what your yeah, friends are. No, that that's a really good pick. I had forgot about the Castaway Kiss, but yeah, that one I think was one of the first, one of the first big rain kisses we covered, and yeah, because it predates yeah. Spider Man by about like a year yeah. or so. I'm also I'm I'm now that we're roughly about halfway through. Um, there's not been a lot of crossover. I feel like we we've we're given the people a good variety here. Um, maybe yeah. we'll we'll see more agreement near the top, but I feel like. Um, we were, I think we were shooting messages back and forth the other day, because um, I think I, I tried to split up the years into, like, eras. Um, there's, like, like a scattershot amount of variety, like, of, of, like, quality throughout the years. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's, like... Yeah, you had, like, several different eras listed. Yeah, and, like, each one has, like, their bangers, and each one has their little men. Um, like, it's, it's just, I think it's just wonderful that we're able, like, this wasn't, like, a... Neither one, this wasn't like an easy, like, oh, here's clearly the top five. Like, we've been, we're getting a good amount of variety. And then watch our, our last two be the exact same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll be interested to see if you have the same top one as me. That was another thing where at one point when I was tossing this episode, I'm like, hmm, should we just look at each, like, should Ben and I look at each other's list ahead of time? Should we get, like, a third party to, like, just look and let us know if there's crossover? I'm like, nah, it, it's fine if we have the same yeah, one. Yeah, it'll be a happy little a happy little surprise. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I almost I almost shared with you my document because um, I have a document like best kiss through the years, 
Um, and that's where I've like, I've kind of have all my stuff listed out. Um, but then I was like, wait a minute. I don't want him to, I don't want him, to, I don't want to spoil him. I also don't want to influence his list as well. Yeah. Um, so for my number three, and this one, I mean, top, th- we cover a lot of good kisses, a lot of, a lot of great, great ones in different categories. Yeah. So for my number three there, I have, yeah, I have Brokeback Mountain. Uh, the he he Fledger and Jake Jake Gill, Gyllenhaal one, which was just yeah, you know, I'll say more more so than nothing. I think like White Man Can't Jump or High School Musical three. I think you know this is one of the more accepted best kisses it it won that year. And but sometimes I think you ought to give give it up to like the Academy when they pick the right one because they definitely picked the right one here. Um, it's just. Yeah, it's it's like passionate and the relationship between them is just so co- complex and so well 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 portrayed and kind and kind of considering how much like tension is in kind of the relationship and those characters la- lives i think it, it just makes kind of kind of their the kiss and like the passion in them just all that more powerful and Yes, so so Brokeback Mountain can come up to another mountain now. The best kiss mountain, I'm for. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I like that. Oh man, yeah, no, I am man. I am really glad. We're so. I feel like um, everything you have in your top five are probably like right right below in like my honorable mentions. Um, but yeah, I know I'm glad we're getting a good variety here. So my second kiss, um. This one is, I think this one holds a special place in my heart. I think this is probably the kiss um, that is elevated because I think it is between the two characters that I think love each other the most. And I think this has like my most romantic kiss, um, Ben Gregg official award. And I'm going to say it's the Adams Family kiss. Um, I think it was Ooh. the the f- it was in our first year, um, and it's yeah. the first one. It's the first one that I gave uh, my winning to, um, and it is the the second on my list. Um, I rewatched this scene. It's it's amazing. They're just sitting on a couch, like a normal looking couch, in the middle of like a graveyard, and they just have like one of the most like it's exaggerated and real at like the same time just because like there's so much love between these two characters um and like i just it just elevates this kiss to like something else um and it's just i i i feel like i you know i was right in the first episode about it being the best kiss that year and i think i'm still right now um in that it is just like absolutely lovely um, but I do want to acknowledge, though, that, like, I feel like if you took the same kiss, like, you took the same two lips, and you put them on two characters that didn't love each other much, it might not work. But in this case, I feel like I, I really, it's like, um, it's like Loki's wager, you know? I don't know where, where the, the neck ends and the head begins here between the comparison between the, the kiss and the characters. So I just kind of got to go with my gut and say... Um, Adam's family graveyard regular looking dusty couch kiss is my number two pick of all time. Ben Gregg official most romantic kiss. Wow, really pulling out the stops here. 
Also, in checking our time, and we're, yeah, we're getting to our number twos, and we've definitely been recording for just a bit over half an hour. Yeah. So we can sort of just. I, I have like additional. I just have like a whole section in my notes just called like notable about just like things throughout the years. I, I have I have stuff. Yeah, to, we have, well, we can have topics to talk about after. Well, we'll, we'll get to an hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Um, exactly. And if and if not, I'm sure people will be happy for that too. <laughs> As we all know. Most people's podcast attention spans can spit iffy over 40 minutes, but I don't know. I listen to a lot of long conversational podcasts where they just talk yeah. about silliness for hours on end, and this is... I feel the audience of this podcast should be able to listen to that, too. Yeah, we're, throw us on in the background, you know, while you watch all these yeah. great movies. Yeah, put us on the long, yeah, put us on, like, the long road trip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where I read too that we cover five movies an episode typically. <laughs> so I always tell people, I'm like, you can just listen to it in sections. Like, it's not like there's a ton of overlap between each one. Um, except when we talk about other movies during just a section. Um, but, anyways, for my number two, uh, and yeah, this one, you know what? I just gotta give it to to and another kind of number iconic kiss, another canonical kiss. Actually, one I'm surprised isn't my number one, but Cesaro, we kind of landed up. Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst for Spider Man, which this is this is one. Uh, you know, as much as I'm glad Cruel Intentions one legendary lip lock. Like, part of the thing that I think makes that interesting was it wasn't this kiss. Because if you, if you look at simply, I think, some of the most iconic kisses of the kind of 30 years we've, we've covered it, like, I think Sp Spider-Man is the kiss where, if you're telling me immediately, I know what that looks like. They're upside down, it's raining, it's uncomfortable, but, like, it just looks really good. And the, Sa the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies... We're going to talk about all of them kind of in our next go-round again. Um, we only really talked about, like, of the Raimi ones, like, kind of Spider-Man this time out, which was nice. Saves us some time to, like, get our Spider-Man 2 and 3 shots together, but... Yeah, like, Tommy Maguire and, yeah, Kirsten Dunst, like, kind of kissing in the rain and... Even though they both go in interviews were like, oh yeah, that was really awkward to do. I was like, upside down. Like, but that's just kind of weird for kissing. But it it's just really powerful and really emotional. And yeah, it's just kind of super swooningly romantic for me. So I, got, I gotta acknowledge that, hey, Spider-Man, you, you can kind of join up in the canon. Um yeah um so this is really nice i i like unless we both have the exact same number one then like i feel like we've been different across the board um yeah i'm surprised <laughs> we've had less crossover yeah. between us unless, like, I, I was really scared that your number two is going to be num my number one that would have been the that would have been the, <laughs> the worst most anticlimactic thing ever um uh, I'm like, do we want to do honor men honorable mentions now or after our number ones? Yeah, let's do honorable mentions now, kind of build up some of that suspense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, people thought they were going to get this out in a clean, they were going to get our, our opinions out in a clean 40. Um, yeah, so I, like, first of all, I think this goes without saying, 
Um, I don't want to. I, I I did write down like little like little titles for each of or I think two other kisses that didn't quite make the top five. Um, and I think the two that I have like sitting, I think the closest to the bottom. Um, uh, and I really hope this is not your. I really hope one of these is not your number one. Um, if it is, don't say anything. Let the suspense build. Um, but I have I have like the cruel intentions kiss. I think is the hottest kiss um i rewatched it again and like yeah like it is i have i fault mtv in no way um for and it, i'm sure it awakened so many people um so like clearly the hottest kiss um and then i also want to give like an honorable mention to um the talladega nights one i think is it is probably like one of the best comedy kisses um because sometimes like the funniest thing is just being really sincere um, and epic in a way. Because um, it is like, it is, is like a swelling scene. It's, um, it's just, it's amazing. The delivery is great. The I'll never shake your hand, but I'll do this. Um, it's, it's a, it's, I don't know if it's like a gay panic kiss, but it's definitely... It's definitely punching up in the right direction, at least I think. I think we went over this in great detail in our episode too. But like, I think out of, I think there's probably only a handful of comedy kisses on this list. A lot of these played it very straight, and I think the Talladega Nights one probably tops the comedy list for me, a hundred percent. And then um, I think I'll give one more honorable mention before I pass it off to you. Um, I definitely want to give um, just one moment. Just want to make sure I have to scroll down my notes because I'm a little bit. Um, um, I definitely want to give um, uh, uh, Ta- Taraji uh, Head, um, Henson and Terrence Howard for both their Empire and Hustle and Flow kisses. Um, I just wanted, like, man, so good. Um, I would probably put the Hustle and Flow one a little higher um, just because it's just, it's just got that oomph. I think there's a little more, it's a little more um, cinematic because it's like a movie, um, whereas the Empire one's a little more muted. Um, But yeah, like big shout out to them. Wow. Yeah, those are definitely some good ones. I got on my list too. Um, Yeah, my honorable mentions, there was a lot of stuff I wanted to to get on, on here. A lot of stuff I try to include. I'll say one thing I have to acknowledge is while I think through, throughout there, yeah, but there's like a healthy, I think, smattering of diversity throughout the MTV list, but it is worth acknowledging that many of the kisses in these movies and kind of reflecting all the way at the time are kind of just straight like, heterosexual kisses between, like, white people, um, which is, uh, I, f- I think in our ranking, rankings too, like, you, you, you know, the, there's a lot, like, you, you know, like, I think Adam's Family Kiss and High School Musical 3 Kiss and, like, White Men Can't Jump, where, you know, you know, it's kind of mixed, at least, but it's acknowledging that, hey, white people aren't the only ones who kiss, and straight people aren't the only ones who kiss good, um, Ones that came really close, bound, almost made it on, like, 
that that one kind of the first first same sex sex kiss nominated and one that I think is still just really good and really special. Um, Monster was another close one for me. That that was like a good, good yeah, kind of big, big surprise for me as well. The kind of Charlize Theron, yeah, and Christina Ricci and kind of both of those were up there. Um, sort of just, I should be more organized about some of my honorable men mentions when going through those, but yeah, I feel. I'll give one of the Twilight Kisses an, an honorable. Those ones are up there, and then, oh, oh yeah, Moon, oh yeah, Moonlight Two was like kind of the last kiss that almost sort of really, yeah, kind of bro broke through for me there as an honorable mention. And I, I have these less organized than Ben, who had all his like nice thoughts down, but the the la and then the last one I'll say, um. The Fault in Our Stars kiss, just really funny. They had a kiss at the end, Frank House. Like, incredible stuff. Um, it's, It was never going to make the top five, but I just think we should acknowledge that again. Um, But without further ado, I guess, Ben, what's your number one? Yeah, Um. so funny you say that. Uh, my number one is The Fault in My Stars kiss. Um, that is the number one. Really? Yeah. I went back and I watched it. Um, cause like when I was devising this list, I sort of had all these categories. Um, and I kind of realized that the Fault in Mars Stars kiss kind of has everything. Um, oh, no. it, it got, it does. It's unsettling a little bit cause it's, it's like, it's like two terminally ill people kissing in the, in in real life what is a fake Anne Frank house but what is in universe the real Anne Frank house um and that makes also makes it uh in a dark way a little bit funny um it has people clapping and then just the kiss itself is just really great um and it's immediately after like uh like it's 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 done over like an Anne Frank monologue and I don't know this one what when I think of uh, like the best of the best I think of not only like a not only like a something that hits like a 10 on the kiss scale but something that hits like a 10 across the board and I think this one gets the official Ben Gregg um, this one kind of has everything award um, yeah that's my number one I just adored it um, yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't, yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing on it. I, I loved this movie too. Um, it was also a really great movie. I like the, the romance. Um, yeah, it's my, it's my number one. Uh, I think it's really funny that you ended your honorable mentions with my number one. I was scared I was going to do that to you. Um, but. Yeah, I'm sorry I did no, that to I you. I think that's <laughs> super funny. I think that's a really good, like, transition from one to the other. But no, like I, I think it really shows that you know when you, when you enter this podcast, just know that you are getting, um, the most diverse opinions from two straight white guys. Um, <laughs> you are getting a varied amount here. Also, the Fault in Our Stars winning is in no way an endorsement of Ansel Elgort, who, although I, again, as we kind of touched on, has 
not been as like fully canceled as like some some people with sexual assault allegations against them should be noted that yeah he does have active like sexual assault allegations against him so it's yeah in in um, our our opinions on the kisses in the movies um, have no bearing on the people's actual real life actions it's, it's all right my number one has a problematic person in a two um, <laughs> lethal weapon three no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny if we just gave it to Mel Gibson. My God. Uh, uh, listen, as um, much as we both love Mel Gibson, the kiss just wasn't that good. Sorry, guys. We we can't have that on the record. He's being sarcastic. It's just okay. Yeah. Wow. See, so I'm sorry here. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously, Fault in Our Stars on a number one, but yeah, cool. Uh, it's the number one in my stars. But uh, maybe the real fault in our stars was giving a number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I think you made a really good Ben list. Um, and I'm glad that we don't have any overlap at all for ours. So, um, my, my number one, I don't know if Ben's racking his head, if he can figure this out with the clues I've dropped then. So, uh, I'll build up some more saying that we watched a lot of movies with kisses and, you know, typically when I was watching these things and I'd often watch them kind of a few weeks before and then I'd kind of just rewatch clips if I needed to as as we went up, but I was ahead of these a lot of the time and, you know, often I, I see the kiss and go, oh yeah, th- this was good. Like, there were a lot of great kisses and then... Uh, but maybe not as many of them really made me kind of sit up and go, oh, wow, that was something. Um, and the ones that did were kind of in movies where I expected them to come from. Uh, my number one was a movie where I did not did not really expect much from it. Didn't even really expect to like it that much. But was kind of ju- just shocked. Um, and if you've listened to the pod, you're maybe piecing it together that... Uh, for for me, my number one best kiss, greatest uh, greatest of all time, is the girl next door kiss with ah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, with with Alicia with Alicia Cooper and Emile Hirsch. Um, well, look at Emile Hirsch's like thing off the bat. He was charged with aggravated assault in like twenty fifteen, based on him. Yeah, based on him, well, what he claims he does not remember because he was taking stimulants and inebriated. He did, yeah. So he did a bit of jail time and like probation and community service and entered a rehab facility. And it's not been as as public, so hopefully there's nothing else against him. But like, just listening to have a career, and yeah, we all acknowledge. Yeah, I. I know Emil Hirsch, but hey, at least I didn't say Ansel Algort. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> but, no, this this kiss, and again, the, the Girl Next Door was one where I was surprised by, like, how earnest it was. How even though there's, like, plenty of stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, this kind of sucks. How, sucks. How, like, it is, like, shockingly sex positive for 2004, and I think the relationship between him and Cooper is, like, really well developed, and Kind of when when I was thinking, I'm like, am I really gonna give Girls Next Door kind of 
my best kiss distinction there, but it is a kiss that I still still think about. And when I watch that clip, I'm like, oh yeah, th this stands. Like the way he just kind of goes up to her in the backyard, and like the music swells, and it's just this kind of really sweet moment between them. And I believe it kind of comes before a lot of the premise of the movie kicks in. But yeah, um, if yeah, if this podcast was kind of about you know, sort of looking past, you know, your classic iconic moments to see, hey, what what else is there that's really good here? What are may people may maybe overlooking? Um, I think the girl next door kiss is kind of emblematic of that. Where, um, as Ben as Ben, you'll probably remember, we gave this best kiss over the notebook. Yeah, which, I, I was just looking over my notes. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I I agree. It is a it is a standout kiss um 100 percent like it, yeah i think you hit the nail on the head about like if there was if this if you're not looking for if you're looking for the surprisingly great kisses um that are still great like weeks later um that's the one you want to go for yeah and yes yeah, so, so with that I think we came up with like a pretty, pretty solid canon of of films there, which I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still yeah. so shocked with the variety, um, because when you yeah when you pitch this to me, I'm like okay, I'm gonna have to watch like four hundred like Hallmark romantic comedies, um, but no, like, <laughs> I mean, um, like I feel like almost every week like had at least one wild card you know at least relative to the time you know once you get to the the mcu action movie superhero movie era it's hard to find some wild cards but i feel like there was still like a small effort um on on their part to like have at least one weird one yeah no there definitely was a lot of variety and it's funny because like again looking at best villain again and looking for some of those things i'm like oh yeah, maybe this is the one where it just goes right into, like, big horror and superhero franchises, because, of course, that's where all the villains are, but, you know, maybe we'll be surprised, too, and, yeah, I was expecting, oh, yeah, at some point it'll just be a big decline, and it'll be us watching a bunch of, like, samey-type movies uh, just over and o over again, and... Yeah, that never really kicked in. There was always something where it was just a wrinkle of us suddenly having to cover TV, or just un or kind of weird films kind of sneaking in there, like Focus or yeah, yeah just, just like yeah, really strange ones like Sky Captain. Um, Sky <laughs> Sky Captain was a fun one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think yeah, like um, yeah, this this list has brought me so many movies that I don't know if I would have found otherwise. Um, I don't know if we want to dedicate a section to it, but definitely my favorite movie um, out of this entire list, and like I think it's probably my top five like favorite movies was like to make an American quilt. That like there's not a chance in hell I would have seen that if it not been for this list. Like there's no there's no way I would have watched that um, without this list uh, uh, you know compelling me to. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was something I wanted us to do. Kind of just, yeah. I thought, yeah, we could talk a bit about films we kind of discovered that we weren't maybe on our radar before this one, which I know is a bit more for you who does not watch a lot of movies, but 
Yeah, if, yeah, if you want to look at... So yeah, How to Make an American Quilt. Um, a big one, big one for me as well. Like, that, that was just a really sweet movie. Um, was It's, it's funny because that one I remember, it's our first episode with a guest, our pal Ethan, who's going to be very quickly coming up on his third appearance before a lot of people have even had their second ones. But, um... But like he he's like oh yeah I'll I kind of had him on because he had seen that film and he had seen Sp- Species I'm like oh, I haven't heard of half these movies what if it's all just weird weird stuff better you gotta guess and then How to Make an American Quilt was just really really lovely yeah like it was... it's just it's so it's such a it's just a it's like a collection of really like simple anthologies that all are just really independently sweet and they each have the, like their own thing to say. Um, and still sort of uh, fit under like this umbrella of love and like relationships. Um, it's just, it's so like, I, I can't like, I, it's, I feel like often like movies that I think that I can sort of intellectualize as like good, um, even by my own weird standards. And then movies that give me like a feel good feeling in my stomach. I feel like sometimes these are like at odds with each other where like, um like i feel like i really enjoy the lobster because it's like weird but it doesn't like make my make me feel good um and something like and to pull from another movie from the 19 um uh 96 list like a uh, a walk in the clouds is like a feel-good movie but like there's not much there (laughs) um in terms of like in terms of like something to chew on or something like deeper or more meaningful and i feel like how to make an american quilt is just the marrying of those two feelings um into something that's like really beautiful for me yeah another film a lot of big discoveries in the the 90s but for me um a very brady sequel was just a revelation (laughs) where i had never thought oh what if the brady bunch movies were incredible and then it turns out they are yeah what a what a nice neat concept that like you essentially like take these characters and then just throw them into i guess what would have been the modern day um but don't change anything about them and just let the world react to them. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, what, what a wonderfully weird uh, movie, series of movies. That's also, I remember an episode where there was like vacuuming going on in your house or something, so you muted your mic for 20 minutes and I just had to stall by saying the plot of a very pretty sequel over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Back when we were still doing like full on plot summaries, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm explaining jokes. I'm like doing yeah. this, but well, back when my my computer yeah. setup used to be in the living room, but now it is in my room. <laughs> wow, how things have changed. Way from all, way from all vacuums, far, <laughs> far, away. far away. <laughs> yeah, um, before sunrise is a really nice movie that like I don't know if I would have ever seen if not for this. Uh, just like what a Again, just very very simple, but very nice. You know? Oh, yeah. Before Sunrise, a great one. Um, you really should see the other ones in kind of that trilogy. But, like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. But, yeah, it is just kind of, like, it's a special little little film. Um, 
Yeah, going to another comedy, not another teen movie. I wasn't expecting to be like great. Like, oh, just... that one is is hysterical. Um, like I still think of like moments in that, like when she falls down the stairs, and, like like a stupid amount of stuff just like falls in on top of her, and then her like her dad just like she yells something down to her. Just everything in that movie is just so. It is. It is just peak like parody comedy like it's just wonderful it, w- it works on every level whether you get the references or don't yeah yeah it's just a lot of great stuff going on in that movie i still listen to the song from it sometimes where they're just singing about how the prom's going on um it's really funny that it's like one of chris evans first roles and yeah and i still see on twitter i'll still see people post that one clip where he where he's walking through the hallways and then he looks at a picture and like he like he nods and then he walks a little farther and then it's a picture of him looking at the picture he just looked at and then he just nods and moves on like God. Oh, this movie is just it is a it is a sight gag like comedy like master it is amazing yeah shockingly because it is it is probably conceptually probably one of the worst movies um like if you were to tell me like oh hey you want to watch like scary movie or epic movie but it's like teen dramedies i would just i would i i don't i my, my the gap between expectation like, I don't think could be crossed by any means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely came as a surprise. Um, trying to think. Yeah. What, a, what yeah. else? I, I'm glad that this list got me to watch um, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 before um, in or before uh, No Way Home for no particular reason. Um, um but yeah are they still keeping it a secret a month in the future what happens in the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like no i i still need to watch number one um in your opinion which is better one or two for the amazing spider-man i haven't seen one in a while here's the thing so and on the episode i state this that i think the first amazing spider-man is good and i think amazing spider-man 2 is bad but now i've kind of come around on Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's a, I um, feel like if, it, it... happened off camera. I'm like, no, this is good. What was I talking yeah, I about? Think, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I've i said it... I think I've said it a handful of times in this podcast, and I feel like the internet has said it so many times that, like, he's a good Spider-Man. Um, and he's not, even, he's not even, like, a bad Peter Parker. Like, Andrew Garfield is, like, doing a good job. Um, like, I... I th- think that movie that movie's like i feel like it has its problems and i feel like one of its problems and like it's obvious is like the expectation of like the previous spider-man movies um but like i don't know watching a amazing spider-man 2 and just like if you're watching it and you're just you're looking for like the neat the nice peter and the nice spider-man stuff if that's like the stuff you focus on it's you're gonna have a great time um like it's it definitely it definitely suffers from certain things but like it's not a boring movie um you know like i i could see myself watching it again and i'm you know i'm glad i gave um i'm glad i gave it another chance yeah amazing spider-man 2 definitely more than i gave it credit for um oh yeah i'll say 
from what I've heard from people who watched Amazing Spider-Man recently, and who knows if this will be my, my opinion, but basically the general thing on that one is the teen stuff is really good, and then the, like, villain stuff is weaker. Yeah. But, well, what about the, what about I mean, the parents' secret agents' plane stuff? Like... <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, like like two. That stuff gets weirdly cut down upon, though. And also, I don't think this came up on our episode, but I found out that there's like an alternate ending scene to Amazing Spider-Man Two where his dad is alive. I think you did bring it up slightly, or at least maybe after the podcast, because um, I do remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. when I discovered the existence <laughs> of yeah. that. But, um, oh man, yeah, another film. I'm probably would not have watched it for this pod but i'm glad i did was wild things a movie where again i was surprised as much as that film got off to like a bad start where i'm like it's how it suddenly takes a turn and you're like oh no this rules. yeah you think it's like, going to it's take like, like a a like what if the guys were right in the me too movement um like but then it completely 180s into this like this fantastic like like twist upon twist movie it's amazing yeah um and if, and if you're disappointed that you didn't get two straight white guys take on the old me too movement just wait till we have to cover disclosure <laughs> in the next set movie i'm only really familiar with because big mouth did an episode of it where the kids put on like a musical version and it's all about how problematic this that's also my only context too yeah oh man um i think i've come to the conclusion that i don't think i'm ever gonna watch mike and dave need wedding dates again um because i think the way i watched it is like um like I don't feel like I'm gonna top that. Um, the like the amount of hilarity I extracted from that, I don't think is going to ever be even close to touch to on a subsequent viewing. But I'm glad that I did watch it. Um, it's like I think I don't know if this is true. I only had a friend tell me this, but like it's like they say that like you shouldn't um, you shouldn't have sex on ecstasy because uh, it might mess your brain up so much that like you become just like clinically depressed uh, because you'll reach like such a high. I feel like that's what I came close to on like 32 hours of no sleep. I just watched like La La Land, Beauty and the Beast and Empire and then throwing on Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Um, I, I, I am glad that I watched it because of this list and I don't think I'll, I don't think I can ever watch it again. Wow. It's, High, high praise for um high praise for for Mike and Dave need wedding wedding dates like well I think that's reasonable um what what else in the this try, trying to to think of stuff oh yeah um I talked about it a bit already but was pleasantly surprised by like white men can't jump and that was a movie I had a lot of fun with it was like an early one where I'm like, oh, I'm like, white men can't jump. This is going to be kind of lame, right? But no, it's great. You know, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, like just really good chemistry. Rosie Perez really well developed. Like, yeah, really glad that I watched white men can't jump for this podcast. Yeah. Um, No, like it's always there. I'm glad when like there's like really surprising things. 
um, this movie. Like, yeah. um, another one like that I, I talked about during my best kiss, but like the I love the Adams Family movie. Um, like, it's just so charming. Um, have you ever seen Adams Family? Values? I haven't. I need to. I, I need to watch more. I've have, I have such a long list of um, of like things I need to watch, and I just I think I need to just crack down open up like a google docs and just order them um starting with shallow hal um <laughs> so i can cross that god. one off um but like chocolate yeah, yeah oh gosh that that i think that's probably going to be more of a put on in the background while i do other things type movie because it is such a sweet one uh, but it's been like it's been sitting sitting unplayed in my in my computer for for months now since um since gosh knows who when um but yeah like it's just uh the Adams family it like i've never seen a movie um tell one joke that made me laugh so many different times and the joke is essentially just like someone saying something awful like oh this is an awful thing and then the Adams family just like reacting like positively to it or vice versa um i don't know why that just never got old for me um it's just so charming yeah um it's not a good good movie but i i'm glad i saw bounce just for how insane bounce is (laughs) oh yeah that's another one yeah like what a (laughs) just for those who don't recall um bounce is the movie where um ben affleck like trades tickets with somebody and then that plane crashes and then he tries to get with the wife of the person whose plane crashed um not super maliciously um but apparently wasn't i feel like there was a more insane version of the original script that we talked about um for like i feel like a detail was changed where like he knew the plane was going to... There was some insane detail that would have elevated that movie. I feel... I feel <laughs> we just talked about... I'm not sure if there was actually a detail on it or... Oh. Uh, don't want to do a ton of, like, bounce research on the thing. Maybe... Maybe there was some detail that would have made it crazier, but... Also, that one... It was after two... Two straight episodes where it was like, all oh, right... Now here, here's our Lolita episode in the classic. Well, we're not really going to talk about this, and then we just kept having things to say as we <laughs> were trying to get a little Lolita song <laughs> in our nearly three-hour-long episode with Jack, who's also going to be returning. Soon. That was the Space Jam episode, was it? <laughs> yes, that, that is the episode where we just talk about Space Jam too, too a lot. Is that was that on Mike when? Oh, oh yeah, that was yeah. That's where Jack suggests the protagonist of Lolita could have been on Space Jam Two if Warner Brothers <laughs> had bought out the company. <laughs> Just have him in the back background next to the yeah, and the next to the Clockwork Origins guys and the Iron Giant. <laughs> And then the next week had been Boys Don't Cry, which is just like a really upsetting movie to talk about in a lot, a lot of things. But yeah, it, yeah. And then Bounce was just one where it's like, oh, it's nice having like a movie that's bad, but like in ways where it's easy to discuss, and it's not us going, um, all right, just. <laughs> 
let's talk about, about <laughs> yeah. the sequel. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I guess to, to switch gears a little bit, um, what do you think, um, I guess, like, horribly upsetting movies aside, um, what do you think was, like, the worst movie on this list? Um, if that even, like, sticks out anymore. I mean, exclude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exclu- excluding the ones that we kind of like. Yeah, so like, yeah, like, like Lolita like... and Boys Don't Cry. Because um, I, I, yeah, because yeah, I feel I'm, like. I mean, I know you kind of liked Boys Don't Cry more than like I. Yeah, kind I, I of think. Yeah, I think it's it's emotionally powerful, and um, I'm always I'm always. I want to use the word happy, but I like when movies can make me feel that way. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. After well, after Lolita, the worst one is Little Man. I think <laughs> I'm just trying to think what other yeah. film made me mad that I was watching this. <laughs> just... um, oh man, it would be for me Little Man. Not even close for me. Um, I watched that one again recently. Uh, all right, I think I mentioned that on a previous episode. Um, I watched it with some friends. Um. Like it would either be Electra or um, Spectacular Now, um, and I th- oh, it might be Electra yeah, for me actually, think, even yeah, more than Little Man. I think Man. it might be Spectacular Now for me because um, I feel like that was the only one where I was just actively upset the whole time, and just like I was bored, and I didn't like anything that was going on. And like there was, there was not, there was not even anything for me to like grasp at either. Because like at least Electra's in like a bad in a way that you can commentate on. But like for me, the spectacular now was just like, it's like I don't know. It's a, uh, it's one of those things that just like it's not even necessarily boring or does anything horrible. It just it it, it on the same like token. Of like there are some movies that are just great that I love that I could not even possibly um, justify to any rational human like Don John. I feel like there there are there are opposites to that coin, which are things like the spectacular now. Yeah. I am checking my letterbox and yeah. Little man I gave one and a half <laughs> stars, I think. And Electra I gave half a star. Um the reason Little Man only, I gave one and a half stars is because um, on Letterboxd, which I plug at the end of the show, but I realize you don't talk about a lot if you're on a movie listener. It Yeah, it's basically a thing where you can rate films on a scale from like half a star to five stars. And some people only do full star ratings where they're like, this is one star, two star, three star, four star, five star. And I thought it would be really funny if I did something where I still give five stars, but then the rest is just half a star, one one and a half stars, two and a half stars. <laughs> um, and I was right. It is really funny. And a lot of my, and all my friends are like, your system is psychotic. I'm like, oh, it's really funny. It's good. Uh, but yeah, Electra is like a solid half star. Yeah. Not even a solid Like bad, 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 bad. Yeah, um, it, I, I can I can agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's... What a... What a... Um, nearly two decades of, of kisses. Um, 
I guess. Three decades, even. It's three decades? Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah, you're so right. Jeez, yeah. a Lou. Uh, the 30th MTV Movie Awards yeah. coming up like this year. Oh my year. gosh, yeah. Oh man. Um, I guess uh, something that I wrote down in my notes um, is I wrote down, um, I think I had some like, are there any, are there any kisses um, cause maybe, maybe we'll do like another host choice, like way in the future of like another kiss one, but there, are there any kisses that you feel like, um, got like snubbed or like kisses that you've just, you've seen recently or even just from old movies or anything that like, if we were to do another host choice that you feel like, you know, didn't get any recognition. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually I want to like, just look around the world of like 2019 films, 2020 films that maybe got left out a bit when no t- no movies got nominated for one last year but there's this film Kajillionaire that has like a really good good kiss in it between um, trying to trying to remember who stars in Kajillionaire my favorite film of 2020 um I think it's Evan Rachel Wood and Gina Rodriguez I'm going to be proven hey yeah I was exactly right on this I don't know why I was concern but (laughs) yeah no i've i've um i've started like a note document of like a bunch of like 2020 movies um i guess movies would these have been movies that were that came out in 2019 is that am i correct on that i guess yeah uh yeah the the movie i was talking about was literally it's a 2021 but yeah there's like a whole lost generation like it's weird the kissing booth never got a nom it's weird she's all that never got a nom like yeah there's a bunch of weird ones yeah, I again, yeah, my yeah. um I'm not gonna have any movies to pull from, but um I know in the future if we ever did a host one, I think I, I floated the idea by you where I was like, Can I do like um can I do like uh unconventional media? So I wanted to do like that You want us to do a, a yeah, gif. For those for our <laughs> listeners, there's a really famous gif um that I don't I couldn't find the origins of. So I'm I apologize to the very talented artist who like rotoscoped animated on like what looks like like crayon paper in like in a very similar style to take on me but um but like colored uh mario and sonic kissing and it is it is kind of beautiful um, <laughs> um and if we ever were to do the host choice episode um i feel like all mine would probably come from uh unconventional media um just because like I man, I just don't watch enough of other media uh, since we've started this podcast. Um, I guess before, and I, I've started watching a little more, but even now, like um, I'm now watching mo- movies because of this podcast. Um, but a lot of my kiss, uh, sit, a lot of my media kiss experience um, comes from like like really weird places and like video games. But yeah. Um, those are some of the ones that that's that's definitely one that I would want to have um, thrown in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, could we do this if we do another whole choice best guess? I'm like, yes, uh, just... yeah, And if we ever did a a, a twenty twenty one, if I was really struggling, I would probably have. There's a scene in Cats twenty nineteen where, um, what's the name of the magician? Mr. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Mistopheles. Nah, well, I say never. Uh, a cat. Oh, the, 
some people's last movie before the pandemic if it wasn't sonic um <laughs> yeah i'm like was that the last one we saw together i'm like no because i mean we watched some films in the summer and i'm like right we also watched sonic together <laughs> oh yeah what a what a wonderful bunch of kisses yeah it's yeah it's been quite the journey i'm yeah glad we kind of got yeah you know, I'm glad we offer all the be- best Kiss films. Like, you, you know, when you start a podcast, you're never like, well, how long can we actually keep this up before it just kind of falls off? But I'm glad that no matter what else happens, we got through every single best Kiss nomination from 1992 to 2021. <laughs> exactly. With one host week. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll definitely revisit best Kiss when... They do the kind of 2022 MTV Movie Awards. Well, yeah, I wonder if it'll be. Um, I wonder if it'll be TV show dominated, or I wonder if movies will sort of um, come back because there was like a huge movie drought during the during like the the pandemic. Um, like, but I wonder if that's sort of shored up enough that they're going to pick some movies, or I wonder if TV shows are here to stay. Because um, there's definitely not there's definitely not like a short supply of TV shows. I definitely saw some good movie kisses last yeah. year. Like that, I'm I'm sure at least one gets in. Like I'm I'd be surprised if Spider Man No Way Home like didn't get in. Um, at the very least, I am pretty sure that between either the season of Euphoria that's currently ending or the new Spider Man film, I'm sure Zendaya will get in there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, do we have any do we have any last uh kissing related remarks? Um I I don't think we do. Uh, ki- kissing's good. Gave out a lot of good golden popcorns. We kept forgetting to just say golden popcorn. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now now we're off to like the very world of villains and we'll be interested to see if they're still kissing in some of these films. Yeah. Um but I feel like don't yeah. we have one more stop before villains, don't we? Uh, yeah, but before we talk about that, we should probably at least do recommendation <laughs> of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. So my recommendation of the week, um, I wonder, hopefully, maybe this will probably sync up with the release of this episode, hopefully, is that there is a new Adult Swim show called Smiling Friends. Um, it's incredibly funny. And hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it should be on HBO Max. Um, you can also just like um, like purchase it just like on YouTube as well, just like the full episodes and stuff like that, or like the whole season. I think it's currently. Um, I think they they were gonna air the first two episodes on Adult Swim, but they ended up just airing the entire first season. Um, and I think the reason was, is that, uh, they essentially, I think there was like a rule or at least something in their contract about like, you can't put it on streaming services unless it's been aired yet. Um, so just to everyone's surprise, they just dropped the whole first season, um, on the, on the opening night. Um, and I've, I've watched through all of them. I think they're incredibly funny. Um, it's just a really like funny little cartoon about, um, some weird creatures that try to make people smile. Um. Yeah. Sounds like us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot of kissing in that show. Um, weirdly enough. 
there's like a lot of characters will just like kiss and it'll just and that'll be and that just happens a lot um so it relates a little bit to our kissing um there's also some villains as well um i don't know if there's a single sandwich though oh interesting yeah, yeah i what's cool after checking out and not heard of that one um yeah for for my no- nomination um as yeah as euphoria fever i'm sure it'll be sweeping the the country everyone's favorite insane hbo teen teen drama i'm gonna plug another classic kind of teen drama of the times um De- degrassi particularly in like kind of the next generation next class iteration um the Degrassi franchise recently announced for a revival on HBO Max, and I'm going to assume it'll just air on, like, Craven Canada, because that's how that works, but um, if all you've heard about Degrassi is Drake gets shot and winds up in a wheelchair on it, that's true, but it it's just this show, um, I think the, be- the best thing I can know to just sort of sell it is if you search for, like, Degrassi whatever it takes or Degrassi theme on YouTube you'll find like a compilation of basically the theme song for the first 12 seasons um which and after season it takes me a while to like commit to a format format but basically it's yeah each season with the exception of a couple where they just show all the characters but each season does kind of a a thing where it's just sort of tracking you around for like the school and you see the different characters and you and as the years go on what they're doing might change like there's one character who at, at the beginning it's as i put it, it's like oh she's like science or number three she's with a couple of guys and they're doing an experiment and it like blows up you're like whoa and then later on she's like reading and by the and by the end you know she's just like la- laughing with a friend and looks a lot more stylish and fashionable and gets kind of the iconic they do a thing at the end where the Degrassi logo at the end of the theme song will just come off of somebody's jacket so she gets the iconic Degrassi jacket by (laughs) by the end you're like well what a transition where there's like one where there's a character who in the first couple like he's like one of the science people and then he's getting in trouble with like the principal character and then there's just a season where like he's sitting there with this girl who also has like a guitar for a lot of it and they have a baby and he's holding a baby and then it like goes, and then like goes on to something else. And it's a crazy show. There's like lots of twists and turns. They cram so much into like half an hour long episodes. Much of it is just on YouTube on the official Degrassi channel, so you can watch it on a good quality. It's Netflix also has the pretty solid Degrassi Next Class show, which deals with issues like sexism in video game culture and stuff like that. And it's great. Watch Degrassi if you want some teen drama that's not... But, I mean, it, it is kind of... pit. It's pitched at a similar level, level of euphoria where it's just ridiculous stuff, but at a slightly lower volume than euphoria's everything is just too much all the time aesthetic. Um, yeah. But yeah. And that brings us about to the end. What do you got to plug this week, Ben? Um, yeah, as always, I have my Twitter, um, at uh, GakGak, G-H-A-K, G-H-A-K. And then on my Instagram, uh, I think I have, 
I have not missed a day yet. Uh, I think every day I'm posting a gym photo and a drawing. Um, and I've, it has been keeping me kind of on track of doing both those things. Um, yeah, those are my two, two most active socials. Uh, one day, if you want to skip the gym, you should just draw a picture of Jim from the office, <laughs> and then that counts as both. <laughs> ah, the legal loophole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Like a Wolverine, and you can find me on Letterboxd with my cool half-star rating system, also at Like a Wolverine. Um, for, uh, for the show, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Gold Popcorn Pod, or you can find us on, on Instagram at Pass the Golden Popcorn. Um, you can email us at Pass the Golden Popcorn at gmail.com. Our theme song is by Matt Samard, who will probably do a new theme song for the new thing. There's a lot of stuff I gotta remind him on, including the fact that he's going to guest on our show. Um, and then our art was by Ben. We are on Friendly Mush. If you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, get more people listening to it. And so we'll, I mean, we'll keep making this whether people listen to it or not, but it's nice when people listen, you know? And all that's left to do is talk about what's happening next. And next week, um, before we get into another um, long kind of series looking at best villain... Which, some of the MTV categories are, like, shorter and don't span the run of the show, while others do, and we just, so, we, we like to get the, you know, we're getting kind of some of the longer ones out of the way first, plus they're the ones that are kind of more interesting to, to us, so, yeah, but before we do another long series of Best Villain, we're gonna do a little shorter one, um, in 1997, for one year only, MTV Movie Awards yeah, gave out the award of Best Sandwich in a Movie. Or, oh no, 1996, one year only. So, next week, we are going to cover Best Sandwich. Um, It's going to, yeah, there's going to be less films. It's just going to be a short little palate cleanser to kind of get us in the mood. And for Best Sandwich 1996, the nominees are Turkey Club Sandwich, Four Rooms, Submarine Sandwich with Tomatoes and Provolone, GoldenEye, and the winner, Ham and Cheese Sandwich, Smoke. And, yeah, you excited for Best Sandwich, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited. I... I... I think we, I wonder if we talked about this. I think we talked about this before we started recording, but I wish this was something they did every year. Um, yeah. Just, it's, it's such a ridiculous concept. I don't know what they're, I don't even, like these movies, it wasn't like there was like a really famous sandwich in any of these movies. Like none of these movies are like, I don't think they're like super famous, like, or at least like not for those sandwiches. Yeah, and then most of them, the sandwich is just like a quick bit. Because it's like, this sounds like something um, that, like, that, like, that was compelled by something else, but, like, I don't know what that could have been. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe some and, guy just knows like, a lot sm of sandwich. Smoke is like an independent prestige kind of film. Like, it's. <laughs> it's uh, 
what a weird category just to do once um oh man i uh uh, stay tuned for us to rectify that by finding a sandwich in every single year there was an MTV Movie Awards. Um. <laughs> Host choice best sandwich for 30 <laughs> years of that. God. Uh, we would go insane. We'd have to watch entire movies just to find us. How would you even look that up? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure wonder if IMDb has a sandwich in a movie tag. Just... That would definitely help a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh. Um, and, yeah, un- unless he ultimately proves too busy, our pal Matt will be joining us for that His one. Sandwich oh. expert. Sandwich expert, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Well... Probably won't have a new theme song there. I could probably get him to make one. Make a sandwich theme. We'll use it exactly once. <laughs> just... oh. Ben can draw artwork of popcorn eating a sandwich. <laughs> oh, that'll be all. I, I can definitely get that done. Oh, Great. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this kind of little wrap-up. I think it was good. We were... What's your final time looking at? Oh, yeah, about 90 minutes. So, yeah, yeah pretty good considering that we were almost <laughs> done the initial premise half an hour in. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a nice little a nice little wrap-up. It feels kind of weird to to just end on Kisses without... Because without, I, I definitely took my opportunity to sort of... Uh, if I had any sort of, like, big rectifies I need to make. And I think I think I stated them. My, uh, my thoughts on Venom yeah. and Bugsy... Has, has changed the most. Yeah, and my final Amazing Spider-Man Two has changed the most. Um, but thanks for but thanks for listening. Keep passing that golden popcorn, and as always, sorry that we said the best kisses belong to films with two various <laughs> levels of canceled people. You know? it's, uh, yeah, we're very... the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> Listen, sometimes uh, yeah, a, a, just... a kiss is a kiss is a kiss. You know. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.